0: Hello and welcome to Hear For You, a daily podcast to help you get through the global pandemic without going completely bananas. I'm
1: Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrier, And today is Monday, March 30th. So as you know, we are here for you to offer comfort and support
0: during this scary and uncertain time. And we also want to hear from you. You can email us at Dory. that's K-A-T-E-A-N-D-D-O-R-E-E at gmail.com or give us a call at 781-591-0390. Let us know how you're feeling, what you're up to, if you have any questions for us, stuff you want us to cover, ideas for distractions. We want to hear all of it. So with that said, let's kick things off. Kate, how are you doing? Well, Dory, you know, I'm kind of coming off the high of the weekend and we held an Instagram live pajama party on Saturday night sure on our did. Forever 35 podcast Instagram. And yeah. that, that made me so happy. I felt I was truly, I, 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 it's lingering now. And I just, it, it was so fun. It, it felt was really fun.
1: fun. Yeah, it did feel fun. I agree. And,
0: that was a nice feeling. You know, it felt, it felt lighthearted. It felt like we could still laugh, even though there's yep. so many really scary things happening around us. And so I just wanted to, to note that, that that was really special. So thank you to everybody who participated. Thank you to Dory for showing her yoga toes
1: on <laughs> camera. Sorry, I was trolling you.
0: <laughs> it's okay, I love it. You know what, I enjoy it. It's what makes <laughs> our friendship. Fun.
1: It was nice to see you.
0: It was nice to see you too. I feel like even though we do this podcast and our other podcast, and we talk every day, we hadn't I hadn't like seen your face in a while. And I like know your, your hair looks longer.
1: My hair has gotten super long.
0: Mine it has so has too. yours.
1: I know. I, I saw a picture of you somewhere on social media, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, Kate's hair is so long." You know, I.
0: I had been putting off getting a haircut and I haven't had one since September. And then I kept meaning to make one. And then I just never did. Sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. Right. So who
1: knows when I'll get a haircut again, but I'm
0: just rolling with it.
1: I think mine was in October. So yes, I totally feel you. I am seeing a
0: lot of people cut their own hair, give themselves bangs, taking off their like acrylic nails themselves. You know, there's a lot of that going on.
1: Yes. I am glad that I'd stopped getting like gels and powder dip and that my my nails are just plain.
0: Me too. Me too. Um, Dory, I want to mention that I'm in the final hours of making sourdough bread. How is that going for you? You know, I, bread has been a whole journey for me. okay okay. as that sounds and I realize there's like kind of this very weird online trend happening right now where people are making like quarantine loaves of bread Mm -hmm, and film mm -hmm, filming themselves mm -hmm. and I think it can kind of give an air of like casualness and also like look at me homesteading while the world burns and I don't really want to participate in that kind of um culture but like that you know I, I don't want to give that off but you know my yeah. a friend of mine um, right after we quarantined a, my friend a neighbor dropped off some starter from her sourdough starter and she does a lot of like she hosts a podcast all about like crafts and cool projects and she does she makes she always makes me sourdough bread and so this was a real like teach a person to fish kind of moment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: Can I ask something on behalf of our listeners who might not know how sourdough gets made, which is what is a sourdough starter, Kate?
0: So, you know, I don't really know even what it is. This is how novice I am. It's like a little jar of flour and water and maybe some other stuff, enzymes, I don't know, that... You use to then make um, your actual loaf of bread. So you put a little bit of that in, and then you add more flour and water and salt to then create the loaf. But I honestly, Dory, I should probably Google sourdough starter. I don't really know what it is. And then I don't, don't know people the
1: m- don't people have sourdough starters from like forty years ago? Like, isn't that a yes? Thing?
0: Yes, it is. Um, And I only know that because at California Adventure in the Disneyland parks, they have like a San Francisco sourdough bread company and they've been using the same. I think it's called the mother. Like that's the original starter. So they've been using starter from this mother for like over 100 years. So, yeah, I think there is. And like you people name their starter, like my friend Liz's starter is named Harold after harry styles so i might if my oh. sourdough loaf works today i might name my starter but it's just been um it's been very out of like my norm i don't bake i don't i'm i'm not good with like measurements and math and recipes that's all very uncomfortable for me so it's just been something i can do that takes my mind off of things and it's been really it's been kind of fun so i'm going to bake so it after fun. we record and i will give an update
1: Oh my goodness, I can't wait. And, and I will I look just, forward to okay. someday eating some of your sourdough I hope bread. hope so.
0: Well, and I also just want to give a shout out to my friend Liz. You can follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram name is Liz Harvatine. It's Liz, H-A-R-V-A-T-I-N-E. She has all her sourdough stuff up there. She's a great follow. And if you're curious about bread making or any other kind of makery, she's an amazing quilter. So she's really guided oh. me and, ha- and handheld for me. So shout out, Liz. Great. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Liz. Okay. On that note, Dory,
1: give me a little bit
0: of an update, even though we did just talk very recently face-to-face on Instagram.
1: (laughs) We did. You know, it's been just sort of a real, like, let's get through it sort of weekend um, between like working and taking care of Henry um, and doing, you know, our Instagram live. Um, Just, I don't know. I felt really busy yesterday. But I wasn't really doing that much besides just, like, keeping a child alive and, you know, making sure that, like, my podcast would would happen. Um, but I have been thinking a lot about meal planning and prepping, which I know we've been discussing a bunch. Um, Because I just had my lunch and it was a bowl of cereal because I just, like, looked. I had no leftovers. I looked in the fridge and, like, everything that I could have made, like, was going to take, you know, at least an hour. And I only had like 20 minutes. And I was like, okay, we have all this food. Like we have been good about getting food. Again, that fine line between having enough food versus like hoarding food. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think we have an appropriate amount of food, but nothing was like made. And I was like, I need to just, I need to do like an inventory of what we have. Someone sent us their, I can't remember if it was like a spreadsheet or a they sent us like a photo of how they have meal planned. And basically they, they like did an inventory and then they kind of choose one thing from each category, like a vegetable, a starch, a protein and like mix it together. And that's a meal. That is
0: very aspirational.
1: Yeah. So I don't think I'm going to be able to do that, but I do feel like I need to like go through my fridge, go through my cabinets and just be like, what do I have? And what meals could this make? Um, and then, like, make some batches of meals. So Ooh,
0: that sounds good.
1: Yeah. So I think that is, um, that might be what I do tonight. Just kind so, yeah. of batch cook in the kitchen. Yeah. Do it. the do the inventory, and then hopefully, like, make something. Um, I also still have not like dipped into all of the chocolate chips and baking chocolate stuff that I bought right before everything shut down. Um, and I keep being like, oh, I should make chocolate chip cookies. And then I'm like, oh, but cleanup will be so annoying. And then I like get discouraged. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, we made chocolate chip cookies this weekend um, because I did buy a Costco sized bag of chocolate chips. And I was like, we got to start digging into this, this bad boy. Yeah. And the cleanup, the cleanup, you know what? Cleanup is always annoying.
1: It's never, it's always annoying. Yeah, it's always annoying. Did you use a stand mixer or did you use, like what did you use to, I to mix? did. I used a stand
0: mixer, which I acquired secondhand a few months ago and had never used. And I was like, mm-hmm. this, is the, this is the time. And it was great. Yep, yep, yep.
1: Yeah, I know. Stand mixers are really great. So I don't know. Maybe I'll just bust out the stand mixer and just, just, just get some stuff. Get some stuff baked. But I, mean, I I did bust it. Music. I busted it out a few days ago to make the banana bread.
0: I think give yourself like, can you give yourself a good chunk of time just to kind of like go crazy in the kitchen and cook
1: and inventory? Yeah,
0: I would do. I feel like that seems like a great Sunday project.
1: Okay, Matt and I have to record our podcast, but we had discussed that we were going to do that this afternoon. Um, So yeah, so tonight could be free. I like where you're going with this, Kate. Mm -hmm. You know, just have a late night. You could even go to bed at (laughs) like 11
0: or midnight. Or not. Nope. Nope. That's nope, probably not much. a great
1: idea because I haven't been sleeping amazingly, so I feel like going to bed late is just not gonna be great. But I like That's I fair. like the spirit of your suggestion. Okay. 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 Um, okay. So moving on, we as discussed on Thursday, I believe, we have heard from a few listeners who are struggling with what to do about weddings planned for late spring or early summer, um, or who have figured it out and are just kind of like, what do I do? Do I do I reschedule it? Do I just get married at the courthouse? Like, what do I do? Um, so we're going to do a weddings episode later this week, and we want to hear from you. We want to know... If you are figuring out what to do, or you have figured out what to do, or if you're a wedding planner, or you own a venue, um, we want to hear from you as well. And we're just kind of, kind of talk weddings. Um, and there have been a few requests, Kate, I should mention for a similar episode on pregnancy in this time of COVID. So, oh, interesting. That could be another, another special episode that we, that we tackle.
0: Great. I'm here for it. it.
1: I'm not going anywhere, Dory. So great. Me neither. Um, okay. And then we were talking on Friday about news overload. Someone wrote in asking kind of what to do about news overload and how we handle that. And we were both like, Oh, (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) we love overloading ourselves with news,
1: but several listeners wrote in to recommend NPRs up first podcast, Um, Mm -hmm. which is 15 minutes long. It's just the top stories. And they said that it gives them just a really good, here's what you kind of, here's what you need to know for the day. Um, And it doesn't overwhelm them. And then I will also say, personally, we have an, we have an Alexa in the kitchen and Matt always asks it, what's the news? And then Alexa gives you like a five ish minute NPR top stories rundown which is if you have a smart speaker is a thing you can do. You know, I,
0: I just thought of this off the top of my head, but I I wonder if one useful thing, if you are able to kind of um, limit yourself would be tuning in. If you have a governor or a state official doing an update, tuning into your state specific daily update and then letting go of the rest. Mm. That's a good idea. I'm currently listening to Andrew Andrew Cuomo's New York update every day. Then I tune in in the afternoon for Eric Garcetti's Los Angeles update. And then I also checked out. Remember, someone mentioned Amy Acton in Ohio. Yes, I also listened to that update this weekend. And then I was like trying to rattle on to my husband about Amy Acton, who he had not yet heard of, but he will. Um, oh, and that has sure been. Will. I I find that that has been kind of useful because they're they're giving information especially the one related to Los Angeles, it's, it's, it's local. Um, It's, you know, normally not more than 30 minutes to an hour. And then you can kind of go on your day. mm -hmm. I don't,
1: I don't know. That could be helpful or it could exacerbate,
0: you know, the stress. I don't know, but.
1: I think it's an interesting suggestion. Um, I know there are people who watch Garcetti here in LA, people who watch Garcetti every day. Maybe I'll try that. Yeah, try that. Okay. Um, All right. Well, let's hear from a listener, shall we? We shall. Okay. Um, do you want to read this? I do. I do. Okay. I'm, I'm being
0: called. Hi, Dorian. and Kate, longtime listener of Forever 35 and first-time writer. First of all, thanks so much for bringing us this daily joy. Oh, thank you. It has truly been comforting to hear your voices and your experiences and emotions during this time. Dory mentioned this, this tension about the need to be productive, and it's been a unique experience for me, and I'm sure others are feeling the same. I'm a teacher who normally teaches from online in Florida, so my day-to-day job has not changed. I'm very thankful to still be fully employed during this time of uncertainty. But there is a real feeling of tension seeing so many people talking about all they are able to be getting done and having time for all these projects. Sometimes I feel like I should, do, like I should be doing the same. My job has actually gotten busier as students are really needing to talk and process during this time. I teach high school kids, some who are missing proms and senior year fun. I also just had my first student whose mom has been diagnosed with the virus and she had to go in for testing yesterday. So lots of fears. Many teachers have had to learn all new ways of teaching and their jobs are actually harder than they've been in the past. I would like to encourage others in this situation to see that they are doing exactly what they can be doing during this time. And it is so helpful to others. Teachers love their kids and are missing them greatly during this time and feel so much pressure to bring some normalcy to these days of uncertainty. As far as something to do that might help, I have been a long time paper crafter and lots of people might have stashes of stuff they've bought and never used for scrapbooking or card making. Now is a great time to get that out and make cards and mail them to anyone they can or leave them on your neighbor's doorsteps. It has been great therapy to be creative and to hopefully bless someone else. Lastly, one thing I've been encouraging my kids to do is keep a journal during this time with their feelings, emotions, and even some stories they are hearing. We are actually living history right now. I'm a history teacher, and these journals will be valuable in the future to look back on and share with their kids. I would even encourage younger kids to do this as well. Not that this is drastic, we hope, but think of the diary of Anne Frank. A little rambling, but these are my thoughts and encouragements during these times. Have an awesome day and stay well.
1: Thank you, Kathy.
0: Yeah, and I my, love my
1: kid. Oh,
0: sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say my one of my kids is keeping kind of a sporadic journal about mm. what we're doing. Um, that seems very important to her because she got very upset when I wrote a page like a daily page in it. So, you know, oh. I, mean, I think that's a
1: really, that's a really sweet idea. And I love the idea of making cards for neighbors. Yeah, same. Just in general, I love this idea of like finding that stuff that you randomly bought <laughs> and like actually trying it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um and I just love to hear the perspectives of teachers, so thank you so much for writing in. Um okay, then we also got an email from Michelle. And I loved this email because it was just so honest. <laughs> and you'll see what I mean, listeners, when And we read it. All right. Hello, friends. I'm so glad you started this daily podcast. My husband and I have bitten off more than we can chew, literally. On top of moving to a new townhouse last week, going remote for my elementary school librarian job and everything else this whole pandemic thing has brought, we bought, we got, sorry, we got a quarantine puppy, quarantine in quotes, three days ago. I thought it would be the perfect time since we're both at home and could focus on training while it has kept me off refreshing the news constantly. I'm now just focusing my attention on how to perfectly raise this puppy and failing tonight. I had three different breakdowns when the puppy peed on the floor after a crate training session, while I was also trying to cook dinner, my husband has been working late and is also taking care of a lot of things. So I feel guilty that I couldn't handle it. He was super sweet, kicked me out of the kitchen, finished dinner, then made me come upstairs for a shower while he took over for the remainder of the evening. To reframe the narrative, I'm giving this rescued puppy a great life. I'm lucky to be able to work from home, and I'm grateful to have a supportive husband. However, this quarantine will last for a while. How do I keep myself sane moving forward? Did I mention I'm also in grad school? Thank you in advance for your feedback. P.S. I listened to episode three in the shower tonight, and when Kate said pets are keeping us sane and bringing us comfort, I literally laughed out loud. (laughs) Thank you for the unexpected smile. Oh,
0: well, not to make this all about me, but I literally asked my husband if we should get a puppy right now. And he was like, no. And I have been kind of adamant about pursuing the puppy path. So I'm going to take a step back because you just really grounded me with the truth here. Listen,
1: Yeah, I mean, I think puppies are tough in any circumstance. Um, and I mean... It, it it actually is really good that you're home with with the puppy all day because like you basically need to be home with a puppy all day um there's no like leaving a puppy home for eight hours and hoping that they'll just like figure it out um oh my because gosh. they they need constant uh supervision and yeah so what you're going through is like very normal unfortunately and is partly why i've never gotten a puppy because i'm like i don't think i have the strength to train a puppy so my 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 i tip my hat to you michelle um i don't think you are failing raising this puppy i think you're raising a puppy and this is what raising a puppy is it sucks and it's hard and then like one day it will click so yeah don't feel guilty this is just this is just how it is. Everyone who has a puppy goes through this.
0: Yeah, and you're also in grad school and you're also living through a really challenging time. Yes, like, this is this is a a, confu- a crisis that we're all existing in and so I think everything feels heightened and extra challenging and emotional. So just give yourself a break. Yep. Let your husband clean up the pee. He seems once in a while.
1: He seems great. And I like that he was very good natured about the whole thing. So yeah, me too. You know, cut yourself some slack and think about like, you know, in two years, 10
0: years, that dog is going to be so well trained and loyal and peeing outside. Totally.
1: Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. (laughs) All right. Um, let's talk about our word of the day. Okay. You got to tell me if this
0: is too much because this was my suggestion, but I want it to be fun. That's the word. i like that and you know i wrote to you in our show notes like is this nuts i but but you know i had so much fun on our instagram live that it really reminded me that like just plain pure fun is still important Mm -hmm. even though like there are times when having it can feel very like callous and selfish because so many people like we're living through a really i i I don't know how many times i'm gonna say we're living through a really hard time but y'all know yeah. So so like it can feel like oh no we shouldn't be having fun or but, but there I think there's still room for that, right? Like there has to be yes. There
1: yes. has to be just like
0: pure unadulterated fun moments.
1: Yes, and that actually influenced my choice for our activity of the day,
0: which, which I is, love Dory. <laughs>
1: thank you. Which is to take a class with my 567 Broadway instructor Joseph Corella, who I talked about a lot in the early days of Forever 35 when I was regularly going to his Broadway dance class. Um, Unfortunately, I haven't been able to go, I mean, since before Henry was born. Um, But he has combos on YouTube. He has a great flash dance combo and he has a Beetlejuice combo, apparently. I have not done the Beetlejuice combo. Um, But, you know, we... We support anything related to Beetlejuice on this podcast. Yes.
0: If if you're listening and you're like, "Why do they care?" It's because my husband co-wrote the book of Beetlejuice the musical, N- and he did. B-D. He choreographed a song to it. My daughter and I were watching it. And we might try to learn it. I've been making my kids learn TikTok dances, so this feels like a more productive one.
1: That's so great. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, that's my that's my suggestion for the activity of the day, and I, I, I think I think it will be fun, no matter what your level of dance is yeah if I can do it anybody can do it exactly oh and no all, I didn't mean that, that Kate
0: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and and Dory all that
1: matters is that you have fun doing it right yes that's all that matters totally well, oh well as
0: always it's a treat to talk to you
1: likewise um I'll talk to you tomorrow yeah and thank you everybody for tuning in thank you and we are here for you
0: bye, bye.